0: This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 3. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for Internet
1: entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle.
0: On today's episode, I talk with Clara Ashley from ClaraAshleyBeauty.com. Claire is a uh, entrepreneur who has been in business ever since she's been in college. Uh, she provides some really great insight into her story, how to stay motivated, how to uh, really grow your business, uh, and stay focused when you have those dips, uh, that come in times of discouragement. She really gets into, uh, some personal, uh, you know, personal events that happened throughout her life, uh, that were challenging and then how she overcame them. So, uh, stay tuned and here's the episode. Today, I would like to welcome Claire Ashley of Claire Ashley Beauty into the baller circle. Thanks, Claire, for agreeing to be on the show. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great today.
0: Sounds good. Claire, uh, so for, for, for you out there listening, I first, uh, heard of Claire because I used to work a number of years ago. I worked with her boyfriend and we were discussing, uh, what our girlfriends did for work. And he told me that his girlfriend, uh, Claire, was a, uh, she had a beauty blog and a YouTube channel and she made money, uh, from, uh, her blog and her YouTube channel. And I thought that was fascinating because I had never heard of that before. I, I always thought of, uh, I guess blogs and, and YouTube channels as just kind of personal hobbies. I didn't know that people actually made money from them. Uh, and that was actually probably one of the first like brief introductions I had into the idea of, you know, people making money online. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm really excited to, to have Claire on the show and to talk to her about her business. So, uh, thanks a lot.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me and hello to the internet baller community.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Claire, I wanted to start things off. Uh, I, you know, I'm looking through your site and just seeing, um, you know, all of the things that you're doing and and monetization strategies look like, you know, you you do, um, uh, makeup sessions with people. Individually and with groups, you do some personal coaching, you have uh, affiliate products that you're selling, you have courses, uh, it sounds like you're, you're just touching a lot of different areas. Um, so just to take things back, uh, how did you first get introduced to the idea of having an online business, blogging, you know, getting with social media and all the, all that sort of thing?
1: Well, it's funny. I didn't really seek it out. I, uh, I, well, just to give a little bit of the context, I was a, uh, upcoming junior in college at the University of Arkansas. So I am originally from Washington, D.C. area and I went to play college soccer and I didn't like it very much. So halfway through <laughs> my college career, I decided to retire and I, you know, honestly, I discovered the YouTube, um, beauty community When I had a lot of downtime after um, giving up my college sport, there was just an abundant amount of time. And I found myself online learning for free. It just was very um, intoxicating to have this community online where you can literally learn any look you wanted to specifically pertaining to beauty. I was very intrigued by that. And I watched so many videos um, and especially by the big names now who are in the beauty space, specifically Michelle Phan and Candy Johnson, who are still continuing to uh, create their empire and continue their empire now. Uh, and this was in 2009 when I was watching these women. And I just loved the creative control um, that they had online and that they created these videos and they had a dialogue with audiences. So... That was so intriguing to me, and I had a lot of time on my hands, so I decided to start my YouTube channel in 2009 when I had given up my um, my college soccer career, and I had an interest in uh, putting my time and energy into a YouTube channel.
0: Okay. Awesome. So at what point did you realize that this was a, a viable business idea?
1: I, you know... When I started out, it was purely because it was fun. I I wanted to meet people in a new way. And it's funny because I'm quite shy in person, but when people see me in my videos, they're kind of, I give an opposite uh, impression. (laughs) So, but that was an oddly uh, more comfortable way of me expressing myself and uh, just a place for me to, be able to be myself, show my interest. So it was really organic at first. And I, there wasn't any money coming in for at least a year and a half. So I was doing it truly and purely out of, as a hobby and out of love for what I was doing because I was establishing, establishing relationships with people from places I never thought I would connect with, which was such an amazing feeling. And that was, again, very intoxicating for me. And and then when I realized it was a viable um, business career path and I was a psychology major in college, like I wanted I wanted to be a therapist ultimately. So I kind of noticed that I liked helping people. So I that was definitely the root of what I was doing. And um, that truly showed in my videos and brands started reaching out to me like, wow, you seem very genuine. We'd like to send you product in exchange for Um, like a sponsored video. And I was like, wait, you can make money from this? (laughs) This this is crazy. This is mind blowing. Like I was just doing this for free for fun on my free time. So when um, companies started presenting that idea to me, that just really shook up my world. And uh, while it was still a hobby, it definitely got my gears turning into how I can make this um, how I can monetize this, how I can make this sustainable. And granted it did take a long time. Um, again, a year and a half until I saw that first paycheck, but it was, I mean, from there, I, I'm still doing this now, seven years later in this, in May 1st, I'll be my seven year anniversary on YouTube. So awesome. I mean, it, thank you. Um, really proud of that. And just, it, It wasn't planned. I just I did have to learn that through um, it having this more organic relationship in the beginning of with me and my channel and just me doing it out of pure love for what I was doing and people and brands responded to that very quickly.
0: That's awesome. You know, it's it's funny. I I feel like there's usually kind of two camps of people. You you hear those people that have a you know uh, they go out there and they say, hey, I want to start this business. And they try to work on, you know, specifically starting a business. And you have other people who weren't necessarily even thinking about starting a business, but just were doing something they loved. It was just, you know, a passion project. And then, you know, slowly but surely they realized, Hey, I can actually figure out, you know, a way to make money from this. Um, and, and that's awesome because I, I think that unfortunately so many people don't, <laughs> don't really love what they do. Um, and the cool thing also about starting out. Start for it to start out as a passion project and to turn into a business is that I think even with people who are, um, you know, starting out to develop their own business, they may not know right away whether or not they actually love it or not. Um, so that's 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 pretty cool. That's great. Um, so with that, uh, how did you make your first dollar online and how what did that feel like? Uh,
1: (laughs) the first dollar online, um, again that after a year and a half of doing it and then getting an inquiry of um and again even my brand name on YouTube wasn't something that it wasn't a brand name it was an I created my YouTube username out of an inside joke with me and my college roommate at the time <laughs> sunny side up 11100 one, one, zero, zero. I mean that's not a brand name that you're going to see in Sephora, or a brand name that gets picked up by CVS. It was just a total inside joke, which me and my college roommate laughed this day. It's like Claire, how did she even get this far with Sunny Side Up One 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 Zero Zero? But yeah, I the first time I made money, it was it was just a reminder of that what I was doing was real and it was happening, whether I liked it or not, and I had a decision to make of, okay, this is not just a hobby anymore. This is a real opportunity. And there were brands that were really taking interest and saw my genuine personality online um, and wanting to use that and wanting my face to be a part of their brand. So I had to really think about what did I, who did I want to be representing? And who who do I want, whoever I represent, that's going to start um, Being a part of my brand, it wasn't just for them; it was for me. So, it it was thrilling, but at the same time, I it was a little like free falling because I was I was just like, "Where is this going? What does this mean? Who am I becoming?" Um, I started out with makeup, but I actually, if you look at my top ten videos, seven out of the ten are um, seven out of the ten of the most watched are hair videos, Hmm. which I did not even know Um, people took more interest in that. So I had hair companies really reaching out to me and willing to pay money for me early on when they saw my hair and saw my technique with hair and how candid I was. So the first company that had paid me was a hair company, a hairstyling company uh, that had a really uh, revolutionary, I guess you could say, a hair tool. And I mean that's one of my most watched videos now, and it's it's pretty surreal because I can look back at that in 2010, um, and just it was a marker of my success, and also just to uh, give the momentum that is now my career.
0: Awesome, you know, I, I one of the things that I think is really important with uh, people trying to trying to start a business is to really understand what it takes and how to set like realistic goals. Uh, So for anyone, let's say someone came up to you today and said, you know, Claire, I love your, your business. I want to do something very similar. I'm very passionate about hair and makeup. Um, What would you tell them would be the best way to get started and what sort of expectations they should have in terms of, you know, what kind of hours they need to be putting in to get this thing off the ground and how long they need to be expecting to work at that level until they see any sort of results?
1: That's a really good question. And I'm so grateful. I have been asked this a lot recently and just makes me feel good to know a lot of people feel empowered right now to do these things and to have that creative control and put their passion projects out there. And um, I actually just had a conversation with exactly what you just asked with a young female who just moved to the DC area where I'm from and she's new to the area. She was specifically interested in becoming a makeup artist. She was like, how the heck do I get started? I mean, just, you know, now the YouTube space is not what it was uh, in 2009. It is very oversaturated, very flooded. How am I gonna stand out? How am I gonna make a dollar early on? And the reality is you might not, Make a dollar early on. Like I did not with YouTube. And even when I did make a dollar, it wasn't a ton of money. Um, I think the most crucial step is to build your portfolio, to build your credibility in whatever you're doing. So, whether that you might have to sacrifice some hours, if you have a full time job currently, you might have to work at night um, to build your website, uh, to create your blog posts, to do some makeup lessons for free, to get that content so that you can build your credibility, you can put your work out there, so you have proof. You need evidence to back up your your reputation, what you do. Um, so I think that's, that's huge. You need to be willing to do that. And if you love it enough, you will do it. And that is where, again, I think a lot of my success – is, comes from and is the root of is that I truly did this because I loved it and if you're just doing it to make money, first of all it's the wrong intention um, a lot of what I do is revolved around numbers, it's a numbers game and you compare yourself to others with their subscriber count, their Instagram count, once you start doing that you're a head case and it is discouraging because every month is different whether it's what you're getting paid what your numbers are. So you can't focus on that. You have to focus on putting out good content, content that's true to your brand and just being yourself, especially when it comes to YouTube. It sounds so cliche, but so many people take on other personality types. There's really like big figureheads in YouTube now and people that they look at and just, you know, identify with success, but it's, there's su- success comes in so many forms and people just really will come to you if you truly are yourself. And that's how you distinguish yourself. It's just, and I know it's, it sounds so cliche and like that, that's, uh, and it's a lot harder than it sounds to be yourself on camera. It took me a little bit to understand that. Um, because I looked at the Candy Johnsons and the Michelle Fonds and I was like, that's success to me. So, you know, your personality has to kind of embody that, but it's, it's not like that. Your success comes from people wanting to come to you for certain reasons because you are very genuine. You happen to be kind of clumsy when you put on makeup, but it's, you know, <laughs> kind of like, you know, it's like relatable and it's not perfect and it's okay though. And it's, um, it, it's just those little things that you have to kind of like really keep yourself in check with. And so just, I would say just, It's not going to come right away. If you can kind of just start filtering it into the life you have right now with your job or your school, and then just really watching it build and grow and just really putting a lot of your passion into it, I think you'll really see something amazing grow.
0: Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, So you you talked a little bit about how you learned how to do makeup and how to do hair. Uh, How did you learn the business part? How did you learn you know, social media and marketing and what the sort of avenues that you needed to to be uh, uh, good in to be able to get your products out there, to get your name out there, and to get people following you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I truly I am completely self-taught. I never went to makeup school. Um, I've always been, uh, if we're going to talk about my specific career, which is a lot in makeup, um, I ironically learned everything on YouTube. And then I regurgitated a lot of what I learned and with my own style and with my own technique, my own products. But the basis of everything I learned was online. I mean, everything, and a lot of people advise me, you should go to cosmetic school. You really should major in marketing, but I majored in psychology and I didn't go to makeup school and I still was able to achieve the career I have now. And I, I think it's so commendable for people who do go to cosmetology school and who put in, who do put in that, those hours and, you know, pay that money. And, but I didn't want to do that. I, I was already in school. I was already um, putting in four years at school and, but I wanted, I still wanted this and I was able to make it happen with, without actually having to go, which was really great. So there was motivation There, Almost in a sense of to, um, in spite of not going, I I wanted to prove that I can do it without going through a very like linear uh, expected path um, of attending cosmetology school, of being in marketing. I'm completely self-taught. I researched my butt off to learn about the strategies of social media. When is the appropriate time to upload? How often do you need to upload? Um, what are, what are the tools to be most successful on social media? Everything was researched and everything is available online now. I mean, you, it is up to you to be your own teacher. And I, I learned that as the years went on. Again, I started in 2009 and the more time went on, I was like, how successful do I want to be? Like it's up to me to learn editing programs. It's up to me to learn uh, YouTube YouTube tricks and just it, how much do I want to know? It's all out there for me. So it's completely up to me to put in that time to learn it myself because we're very lucky how much is available available to us now to – uh... empower us and give us that knowledge to be successful
0: okay i, I like that answer you know one thing I, I feel that is a challenge for a lot of people and even it's, it's a challenge for me uh... is information overload right there's so much content out there now which is good yes. but also kind of bad because it's like what do i pay attention to what video do i watch what blog do i follow how many emails should i be subscribing to like how do you filter through all that uh... all the noise to get to the uh the content that's really going to help you uh help your business move forward.
1: That's yeah, I I am completely a victim of of <laughs> a noise overload. Um I you know, I'll go I'll call it this like Google deep dark hole plunging search that I'll find myself feeling a bit you know, like it's that social comparison psychology of You feel less than after you look at so many girls on YouTube who've done better than you. Who've, you know, they're literally they, they they could be opposite of you just in every possible way, and you're still comparing yourself somehow. And I've just found that that does no good for you. It only makes you feel like what you've done in your seven year career now like it's null and it's, and it's not. And so I think comparison is the biggest demise of entrepreneurship because it's called entrepreneur for reason. You are, you have a business that you created on your own and you, that's your uniqueness right there. So I just, I try not to let the oversaturated YouTube space, especially in the beauty community, which again, since 2009 has changed drastically. Um, I, I support girls on there and I try not to compare myself. That is the biggest thing is to not compare yourself. Um, and as far as information gathering, I subscribe to very selective uh, newsletters to keep me um, stimulated, to keep me uh, growing. And one of my favorites is actually, it's funny because it does pertain to a lot of people in the corporate space. Uh, but, it's just a very empowering newsletter and website. It's called the Lavo league and they're based in New York and they're just a wonderful website to just teach you about, um, equal pay, uh, just asking for more, um, negotiating, which I actually do a lot of with brands now that I'm more established and I'm trying to become more confident in day by day because you know, you do have to deal, you're fighting for yourself. Um, that is one of my favorite websites, and I subscribe to them and really support their articles. They have multiple uh, people contributing to their website, and it's very, very beneficial. I highly recommend it to any startup person or if you're new to a workplace. It is just widely beneficial. Um, so I'm super ex- selective with what comes in my inbox and then with the girls I'm subscribed to. So you can really filter your online realm on you 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 are in control of that. You don't have to let it get. I think the biggest thing is just to not go on those crazy Google deep dive searches <laughs> and let one thing go to the other. And the YouTube suggested margins, like there's, you know, it keeps getting you to watch these things and then you compare yourself and it's just It's not realistic, and people come to me for a certain reason. People come to them for a certain reason, and it's, again, just separating yourself and not getting caught up in those um, numbers of what we do is so, like, number-oriented. So it's really important to not let that get the best
0: of you. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, So throughout your career, you've been doing this for seven years. You're very successful. Um, But in that time, are there anything... Is is there anything that you've wasted time on, wasted money on that you look back now and you're like, you know, it's just part of the the normal learning process, but, you know, you think to yourself, wow, I wish I hadn't done that?
1: Well, I try to be very, like, uh, it's very, like, spiritual sounding, but not consider anything a waste Mm -hmm. of time. Um, It's so hard because I'm like, of course that was a waste of time. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Um, But I really try to look at those moments of as blessings in disguise. And yes, I can think of, um, of times where this has happened. And to give you an example, it's taking on brand work that I don't even believe in, but they want to pay you. Mm -hmm. And that is where that is. That is something that's happened in YouTube. And a lot of people have really voiced how this is an issue is that, um, they're, there, you, you Once you start making money, it starts to blur of where it starts to affect the integrity of your brand. So, you know, I initially started working with hair brands that were really great and then it evolved to dress brands. And then I noticed I was starting to do food stuff and I was like, okay, um, food wasn't on my radar, but <laughs> let's do food. Let's eat on camera. But it's like, hold on, like but people, your audience isn't stupid. Your audience is so important. That's your constructive criticism right there. Those are your like ride or die people right there. And they notice when you're taking on a sponsored video that isn't in line with you a hundred percent and it's compromising your integrity. And even when I was filming, I was like, this doesn't feel right. I know I'm getting a paycheck for this, but this doesn't feel right. And so I would, and it's, you know, $750 isn't always worth losing subscribers for. It's absolutely not. And I had to learn that the hard way because you'll notice people drop off or their comments will sound, the tone will sound different. So I feel I've wasted time on brands that weren't in line with me. And I, I think I knew it, but I just, was, you know, this, you have to have a sustain, I have to eat, I have to have a sustainable lifestyle doing this. It's not easy, but it's not worth losing the audience I have that I've built for so long and who trust me. And so I've had moments definitely where I've regretted working with brands that aren't good brands and don't actually have good content. And I did it for the paycheck. So there's absolutely those times where I feel like I've wasted my time. Um, and the, the, that would be probably my biggest answer to that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's sometimes hard to share. Uh, but I think it's so important cause I feel like, you know, everyone makes mistakes. And I, I think that, you know, once you get to a certain level, the people who are looking at you are thinking, wow, they must do everything perfect. They'd never made any mistakes, but I'm making no. all these mistakes. Why, you know, what's wrong with me?
1: Not realistic. Right. No, <laughs> lots of mistakes go on over here
0: did you uh, Did you ever get to a point where you wanted to quit where you just felt like this is not the direction I'm supposed to go in? did you try to do something else
1: yes um i <laughs> I am on my little over two year of when I almost quit anniversary. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was my lowest point in my YouTube online business career. uh It was very, very hard. I was still living at home with my dad my wonderful wonderful dad who put up with me at home. Um, I was living at home for two and a half years post graduating. Um, and it was with the intent to get on my feet, move out, have this lifestyle that I was dreaming of. And it wasn't all rainbows and dandelions. Let me tell you, um, it was hard. It was very, very hard. I mean, my dad could even definitely uh, say on this podcast how, you know, my attitude was different. I was not making the money I wanted to make. The brand deals weren't coming in. It was just this very stagnant period that makes you question everything. And, you know, it it was a period of doubt and it was scary because all my friends were moving out and, Um, moving into the city and living these lives I couldn't match. And it was just so discouraging. It was incredibly hard. And I even, when people would ask me like you did in the beginning of this podcast, what do you do? I didn't know what to say because I didn't know what my job was at that point. I just didn't know what I was doing and I didn't feel good about it. So it made me very vulnerable and, there was a lack of confidence there just a hundred percent lack of confidence. And, um, you know, I felt very lucky because I, well, I had applied to a bunch of corporate jobs, which I was like, I will never do that. And I'll never have to, you know, work for the big man, but I did. And, and then I, but I, there was just still, obviously I, I loved what I did so much. I didn't want to completely give up and, I felt very lucky I met someone who is now 100% my mentor. Um, She changed my life because she introduced me to a group of women um, in Georgetown, uh, which is where she created an office space where there was 11 um, entrepreneurs with a shared working space where we all would uh, go into the space Running our jobs, running our businesses, and collaborate, and she opened a spot for me. There was one spot left, and we met for coffee. I just met her, and I said, "I have this YouTube channel, and um i you know I'm without sounding desperate, sounded desperate, like this <laughs> is my one shot, and I'm about to give up and she was like, you have she believed in me, she saw my work." she was so established in this area and she gave me that opening position. Uh There was one desk left and I got it. And I took that as the biggest sign that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it changed my life being there the last two years. And I've grown from being a part of this office space um, where I run my business, but I'm also working under 11 other women that are just badass (laughs) and really know how to run their businesses and just um, have been huge role models for me. So it really changed my life and my change of heart uh, at that time and and, um, gave me and really revived me at that time. So that was essential.
0: Hmm. The power of a mentor. I I feel like every Really powerful success story includes something like that. Someone always gets to a point where they want to quit and they get some opportunity that comes along and usually it is in the form of a mentor. Um, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so with that, people out there who are, uh, let's say maybe they're, they're at that low now. They haven't found a mentor. They're trying to figure out what to do. Um, what, what advice would you have for someone to, to stay motivated, to stay on, on track when they feel discouraged? What, what do you do to, to stay motivated?
1: Um, the best way I stay motivated is I, so I used to not, I used to do everything alone and like literally when I lived at my dad's, I was by myself so I had no soundboard. I had no, I mean, unless I, it was up to me to talk about it with my dad at dinner but, and, and he was great but you, like you need to kind of, surround yourself with people who are successful who you view as successful because you're you want to keep raising that bar and that's what keeps you motivated even when i think i'm like i hit success that feeling's always temporary and eventually i want more but i don't know how i want more i don't sometimes i'm just like okay i want more but what does that mean and so i need to i'm a, i'm a visual person i need to see that so I was so lucky to be in this office because I had the opportunity to surround myself with successful business people who really, I I would hear them talk on the phone in their businesses. I would hear them how they construct their meetings. Like I would overhear this and I was like a sponge. So my best advice would be uh, act like a sponge to stay motivated. Just be a sponge to the people who you find very success successful and always be hungry to know more. Um, I will never ever know everything about beauty. I will never know everything about beauty. I, so I, and again, I can't emphasize enough about the internet and the free resources. Like you could literally learn anything you want on the internet um, at this day and age. And it is completely up to you to learn that. And when I, when I really think about that as like a real fact it kind of is like why are you watching tv right now why aren't you learning something like it just kind of puts me in check of like it's up to me how much i want to know and how much better i want to be because access to the internet is right there and it's up to me how much better i want to be with that so it's just powerful to know knowledge is power to me And knowing that is motivational, knowing I need to, now that I am moved out of my dad's, now that I am supporting myself, I can't be lax about that. Like I, I'm an entrepreneur. This doesn't come easy. I love what I do, but it comes with a price. So I do have to work hard and it is up to me to make sure I keep that up and that I am refreshing myself and keep keep learning. Like I just can't stop. I'll never know everything in makeup. So just continue and try to be the best you can be. And honestly, I can say I've learned that because of the people I surrounded myself with, um, in that office and just going to coffee with, um, that's also another big thing is asking people to coffee. I used to never do that. I was so scared to ask people to like, go do things with me. If they have a moment, It's so funny, though, because now when I'm asked that, I think it's the biggest form of flattery. So I'm like, why did I never ask people that? Because it's like, I want to share the wealth. Like Like, I'm talking to you right now. I think it's so nice that we can help each other out. And people don't mind. I used to be so scared to ask. I think there's huge advantages of just simply asking. I was too prideful. So I think it's so important to just... Not be afraid to ask those questions and just i mean gain knowledge
0: that's awesome I, you know that's a lot of great information uh I really appreciate your perspective and you sharing uh, a lot of really personal stuff uh i mean i think there's there's so many other people out there who you know are going through the same thing, will go through the same thing and they'll they'll get a lot of uh, a value from uh, from the information that you've shared uh, so so claire, I, I really appreciate it. Um, so I, w- I would say, um, before we close out the show, uh, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business?
1: Oh, the Baller Circle can find me on ClaireAshleyBeauty.com. That is my website. And I also have my blog on there and that's about a year old now. So I would love if you can join me on there. And my and also my Instagram handle is Beauty, as well as my Twitter handle. Beauty is spelled B-T-Y on there because beauty couldn't fit. Um, but yes, I, I mean, I'm obviously on social media quite a bit. And if any of you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. Just super excited to know that um, anyone listening is interested in starting their businesses. And just I'm sure if you're here that you're really passionate about it. And it's an exciting journey. And just through thick and thin, stick with it. And it's, it's really an amazing ride. And you will feel so empowered and encouraged every single day. And just create a really great um, just surrounding around you so that it keeps you in check, keeps you motivated, and just um, keeps you inspired.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot for sharing that. That was Claire Ashley from ClaireAshleyBeauty.com. Claire can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, Claire is a uh, great resource. I really I appreciate her coming on the show. Uh, If you're interested at all in learning more about beauty, about fashion, about how to put all those things together, Claire is a great resource. Her site is amazing. Her YouTube channel uh, is really, really informative. Uh, So definitely check her out. Thanks again for joining the Baller's Circle. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers
1: Podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review.